Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. My name is Karen, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. I am having a conversation today with one of my dear friends, Chris, and we're going to talk a little bit about fear and introversion, getting out of our comfort zones, all of those things that kind of hold us back and maybe keep us from just jumping into friendship. Now, my friend Chris here, she's an introvert. (laughs) Worst thing ever. (laughs) And she just reminded me that I voluntold her that she was going to do this with me today. Uh, She did not volunteer for this, but Chris, I'm so grateful that uh, you accepted the nomination, I guess. It wasn't exactly an invitation, but I'm so glad that you uh, are here today to talk with me. So can you just take a moment and introduce yourself to those who are listening? Yes, I am Chris. Um, I'm married to Richard. We go to New Life. We've been going, I think, about 13 years. Um, we have two grown children, and I work for an insurance agency here in town. Yes, and here at the church, those who go to the church will know you from our main stage worship team. Yes, singing. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about introversion, how maybe that holds some people back in um in friendship, I want to make a point here right before we start, and that is maybe the intro- the difference between introversion and shyness. Right. So um, the classic, I guess, definition of an introvert is someone who gets their energy mm-hmm. from being alone. Right. I, I took, well, I've taken several personality tests, you know, through mm-hmm. the years for work mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'm always off the chart introvert. Mm. And I always thought, you know, I don't feel like I'm completely socially awkward because that was <laughs> that is what, right, right. you know, I, I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I am a little bit, I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> um, then I had a really good explanation given to me where being an introvert just means that it takes a lot of energy from you mm-hmm. to be around people, right. where being an extrovert gives you energy. And I can honestly say I I probably am off the chart introvert because yeah. it does take a lot right. of energy. So by the end of your work day, oh, you man. work with people. <laughs> yes. And I was thinking this was the worst day to record because it's Friday. <laughs> oh, it's the no. end of the week. But You've been with people all week and yes. you're just ready to go yeah, crawl into your sweats and that's exactly up on what the couch. I do. <laughs> Friday nights. That's mostly what I do. Um, whereas I'm an extrovert, so the more time I'm with people, the more jazzed I get. And so Paul just laughs when we have a women's event, which (laughs) should drain somebody. I come home and I am like off the charts hyper. And, you know, he just, he has to be prepared for those moments because he knows when I get home, I'm going to want to talk about everything that happened and everyone I talked to and how everything went. And because I am just like 
so hyped up yeah. till I get home. <laughs> no, I would be exactly the opposite. Yeah. I know I'd go home and I'd probably tell Richard, just leave me alone for maybe yeah. four hours. <laughs> I just need to sleep I or need I need recharge. to read or I need yeah. to just do something quietly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's just a good place to start. And for those of you who feel like, well, I don't know where I am on all of that. There's also, and I know this is, a, I think anyway, at least I've heard of it more recently, um, term that is ambivert. Have you heard of an ambivert? I haven't. <clears throat> so I would say most of my family are ambiverts. So they tend more towards the middle of that scale okay. on the, of the extrovert introvert scale. So they're either like slightly extroverted or slightly introverted. So there's someone who sometimes it's a little bit draining to be with people and sometimes they get a little more energy from people, but it kind of depends on the situation. So, um, yeah, so some people I think kind of tend right there in the middle, but this is different than shyness. Mm -hmm. Introversion is not the same as shyness because even extroverts can be shy sometimes. There are situations where I walk in and I think, I do not want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Even though I love people, I just, or I feel awkward myself. And that has nothing to do with being an extrovert or introvert. It may just have to do with the nature of the situation. The situation and Mm -hmm. circumstance. Right. Yeah. I think the energy is definitely the best way to Mm -hmm. describe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that then plays into friendship, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you've only got so much energy to draw from in a given day or a given week, and especially for someone like you who's working with people a lot Mm -hmm. and putting out a lot of energy at work, there's not a whole lot left over to do friendship. Not all the time, no. Um, I think I've gotten better at that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say in the past – that's maybe one of the reasons I've always had a hard time mm-hmm. putting myself out there to make friends just because mm-hmm. it's work, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's yeah. easier. And I think it was definitely out of my grasp when my kids were little because any energy I had left was going to them. Right. So I can honestly say during my years with my kid and my kids being little, I mm-hmm. really I had one friend back in Sioux Falls mm-hmm. that. I would get together with sometimes, but that was, it was, that was it. Right. Right. It was lonely. Yeah. 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 I was just going to ask how, how do you feel like that affected you when you look back on that? Oh, I wish I would have, you know, everybody wishes they would know what they know now. Mm -hmm. I wish I would, I wish I would have made time to make friends because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, there's so much that I shouldered. Mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. you know, even with, you know, sharing stories with, well, what do you do with your child when they're doing this? And I mean, I had my mom, I mean, mm-hmm. she gave me good advice and, you know, family members, but, you know, just somebody that's not part of your family that you right. can, you know, talk to. Right. Right. Yeah. You mentioned earlier when we were talking that you were a young mom. Very young. Also. Yeah. And so that kind of felt like maybe even more of a barrier to friendship. You want to explain that a little? Yeah. Um, well, uh, Rich and I had our first uh, baby when we were in college, and so we had a really great group of friends, I mean, wonderful people, but when we got pregnant, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's nobody's fault. I mean, they just had, we were just on different, you know, paths. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we were parents with a baby, and they were still young college kids, so... Right. Um, from that point on, that's when my lack of friendship started. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Just kind of set sent you down that path. Of it did. Yeah. Maybe loneliness. And I was and... too young to know any other moms, you know, that were even close to my age that I felt like I could relate with. And people that were my age, they just weren't married or had children yet. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So sometimes it's our circumstances. Yeah. That cause us to maybe feel isolated. Yes. Yeah. 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 You've had some other circumstances yeah. that have led to further isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of a personal issue, so we won't go into details, but how do you think um, how do you think sometimes those circumstances maybe just put us in a box? Mm-hmm. Well, again, coming out on the other side now, I can mm-hmm. see things a lot clearer, but um, I went through a really really traumatic, hard thing in our, in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, with completely with the help of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have gotten through that and we're on the other side yeah. of it. Yeah. But because of that, there, the next hurdle for friendship for me was I felt like nobody would want to be my friend mm. um, or I would have to let people in to see how messy my life was and mm-hmm. it was just so much easier to keep people away mm-hmm. and on the outside from just letting them get in and see right. see that um also i think it gave a prime opportunity for the devil mm-hmm. to to just feed me with lies right. like right. you know i i know now that he was the one feeding that you know tape recorder right. in my head you are not good enough mm-hmm. nobody will ever be your friend because mm-hmm. you are just way too messy um, you're going to be rejected, you know, all right. those things. So um, that definitely built a huge, I built a huge wall around mm-hmm. myself and around, and also kind of as a protective thing around my children too, mm-hmm. because I just was, you know, mama bear and being very protective. So Right, right. Yeah. Of your whole family. Of my whole family. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So Satan clearly prefers us isolated. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I, not even just with friendships, but you know, even with, with addictions, he wants nothing more than mm. to, to make sure you think that nobody will understand or you will be judged or, um, you know, people will desert you because mm-hmm. then it, it the wall can get thicker and thicker and it's just harder to break it down. Right. I mean, I, I feel that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's a point at which our fear or our protection, the isolation, all of this, um, as terrible as it is, becomes our comfort zone? Yeah, Uh, because it's safe. You're safe in your own little bubble. I was Mm -hmm. sharing with our women's group um, this week where – when I was in the thick of being alone and not wanting to let anybody in, the vision that would always come into my head was I would be perfectly happy balled up in a closet with it dark in a, and, and a blanket around me and hide. For some reason, that would always, I never did that, but that for some reason that always came into my head. And I feel like that's where just my my spirit wanted to be, just completely hidden. It felt safe to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I really actually figuratively was too right and right just in the dark and isolated yeah but it's interesting how as 
lonely as that is, how that becomes comfortable. It does, because the opposite would be actually letting people in. Mm -hmm. And then again, I think, I really think that Satan works on you and starts putting those things in your head like, oh, but once they really know your story or once Mm -hmm. they really get to know you, they're not going to want to stick around. Mm -hmm. They're not going to want to be your friend. They're going to reject you. Right. So. But has that been your experience? No, it hasn't. (laughs) It hasn't. Right. I haven't. It's probably going to happen now, but I haven't. (laughs) I haven't run into one person that. I have opened up to and Mm -hmm. been vulnerable with that has said to me, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too much. Too much. Yeah. We're not going to be friends. Mm -hmm. I have not had that. Everyone has been like, yeah, okay. We've all got something. We all have something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that to me is just God's grace being shown over and over Mm -hmm. and over. Mm -hmm. I saw a quote on Instagram um, by Suzanne Stabile about a week ago, and she's um, an Enneagram expert that Mm -hmm. I follow. But she said, nothing new happens as long as we are inside our self-constructed comfort zone. Yep. And I just love that. And um, you said there was a point at which you were lamenting to Alicia that you you didn't have friends. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think my daughter was maybe born wiser than me. <laughs> She's always been just such a like they say an old soul, mm-hmm, you know, one mm-hmm. of those people. Yeah. But she was in high school and I I was talking to Richard and she was listening and I said, I'm so lonely here in Gillette. I wish I had a friend. I wish I could make a friend. I wish somebody would just walk up and want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. And she's like Mom, you don't do anything to make friends. You don't put yourself out there. You don't join mm-hmm. things. You just come home from work and sit at home. How are you going to make friends mm-hmm. like that? And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, not, I mean, nothing new is going to happen if we stay yeah. in that comfort zone. No. No. So what what did it take? Or what were the steps you took? Or what precipitated you crawling out of that blanket in the closet, so to speak? Well, Rich came home uh, one day, and he he was always more quick and active in the church than I was, just mm-hmm. because he's a little more outgoing in that way um, to join things. And he said, you know, we need to um, lead a life group. They mm-hmm. need leaders. And we used to do that once upon a time back in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. So we've been through it before. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I said, there's no way I'm going to do that. And... He said, well, I am, and I want you to at least come. And I said, oh, fine. But then I honestly, I had such anxiety Mm -hmm. about it because I just thought, oh, man, now I'm going to have to get to know people, and I'm going to have to open up to them. (laughs) And um, it turned out to be the best thing that's happened to me since Mm -hmm. we've moved here. Um, I still have two extremely good friends from it, more than that, really, but but for – you know, for the girls, two mm-hmm. really extremely good friends from it. And um, it taught me how to be a friend, mm-hmm. how to accept friendship. It taught me that there are people that um, want to live life with me, even mm-hmm. in the complete messiness. Mm-hmm. And I've never really had a friend that prays with me, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. Yeah. And that has been life changing, too, because if I need prayer, I know I'm going to get it. Right. And not right. just from them, from a lot yeah. of people now. But, right. you know, they were the starting point. Right. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for me, one of my favorite things to do as pastor is to kind of push people outside of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So you had Richard who did that for you mm-hmm. and that is awesome. Not everybody has that um, <laughs> and not everybody's willing to do it on their own. Um, and often people aren't too happy with me when I kind of, <laughs> I, I, volunteer when I volunteer them that you're going to be on a podcast. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> I literally refer to it as drop kicking people out of their comfort zones. Um, but I just, I was thinking, and she's actually been listening to these podcasts. So shout out to Angie. But, um, I was thinking of a few churches ago and I had a friend there who was an extreme introvert. I mean, just very, very quiet and reserved. And um, I saw some leadership potential in her and some wisdom in her. And uh, so I led a women's ministry there. And within that big group of women, we had small groups. Mm. And so I asked her, hey, Angie, would you consider being a small group leader? And quite similar to you, I think her first reaction was, Absolutely not. (laughs) Like that is the last thing that she wanted to do. The the very last thing. And I know it. And she, it took a long time until she kind of conceded on that. A lot of prayer and a lot of encouragement. And, um, and she did that. And then I still remember I got a text message from her years later. We had moved on from that church. And she said, uh, this morning I got up and Kevin and I, her husband, shared testimony. They had adopted a little boy from Korea. Mm. And um, she said this morning we shared testimony in church about that. Mm. And she said, if you hadn't have asked me to be a small group leader all those years ago and started pushing me outside of my comfort zone, I never would have done that. There's no way I could have stood in front of the church and spoken. Like that just was not her nature at all. And so I love when I see that, you know, when God's able to use me to just Mm -hmm. kind of push somebody outside of what they would normally want to do or feel comfortable doing, and then God can use that. But I think it's so similar in friendship, Mm -hmm. right? Like if we want God to use us in friendship or to even just allow friendship to bless us, sometimes we have to get outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so leading that small group for you, for that that life group with Rich, was just a first step in God using you in so many other ways. I I feel like that it, um, yeah, it, more opportunities have have popped up Mm -hmm. (laughs) since then. And, um, you know, kind of leading other life groups and right it's been I feel very blessed by it which is funny because it's so out of my comfort zone but it's honestly other than you know of course my marriage and my children it's the biggest blessing mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. is is being doing the work that the work that I do for God in the church is the biggest blessing yeah yeah and yeah. you're doing all sorts of things now that you probably wouldn't have felt comfortable no, doing years ago. No way. You know, yeah. I mean, now you're a life group mentor. So you yeah. are encouraging and guiding other life group leaders and pouring mm-hmm. into them. Yeah. And so, I mean, God's just using you to do all these things. And they're yeah. people that I send to you for counseling because <laughs> I know that your experience is different than mine. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you can share that right. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. 
I'm still working on that one. Um, <laughs> I I have a prayer that I that I pray quite a bit actually, and it's God, you know, grow me enough to use me as much as you want to use me, but you're gonna have to equip me <laughs> for it because I absolutely cannot do it on my own. I've just learned that when those people come into my path, they're there for a reason, and mm-hmm. I feel like my word last year was obedience, mm-hmm. and I feel like I need to obey. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of last year, I just want to mention how we became friends. Okay. <laughs> so at the, I remember it really the, well. <laughs> you can probably tell the story better than I can. But I all I remember is that at the beginning of last year, um, and I'm not a New Year's resolution kind of girl, but the beginning of last year, I just thought, I'm making it my New Year's resolution to become friends with Chris this year. <laughs> I you came up to me in church and you yeah. said just that, yeah. like, and I was I it really surprised me. And I went home to Rich and I was like, why in the world would she want to do that? I just don't understand it. So I just thought you were so cool and I wanted to get to know you. And uh, you know, sometimes I just think, you know, as a pastor, friendships are kind of a precarious thing yeah. anyway. You know, so I'm very cautious and very prayerful. And I don't know, but you just kept. God kept putting you on my heart, and I thought I want to be her friend. And so, for whatever reason, that was my yeah. New Year's resolution last year. So, yes, I do remember coming up to you and saying, uh, "So it's my New Year's resolution <laughs> to be your friend." Yeah, it, it made me feel really good. Yeah. And boy, am I glad God put that on your yes. heart because you're a very dear mm. friend to me. Yeah, it's been a very sweet blessing, I think, for <laughs> for both of us. Some people, I think personalities are different. And we kind of already talked about introversion and extroversion. Mm-hmm. And some people are very comfortable in their homes, right? Like mm-hmm. Kalena is a home girl. So like mm-hmm. she would be happy if she could just stay at home. Same. All the time. Yeah, I love it. Um, and some people are very comfortable uh, holding in their hurt, right? That's mm-hmm. where they're comfortable. It's hard to get beyond that. Some people are very comfortable being self-sufficient and a lot of that has to do with how we're raised. Maybe some of it is personality. Mm -hmm. But God calls us to community. Mm -hmm. And so he calls us outside of those comfort zones, whatever whatever they are. How would you say, what has been the biggest blessing in getting outside of your comfort zone? I I would say the richness of friendships that I have now that I knew I needed, but I didn't know how much I needed them. Mm-hmm. But then also just from the circumstance of what um, Rich and I went through in our marriage, I feel very strongly that God is going to make beauty out of ashes. Mm-hmm. No matter what you are going through in life, um, somebody else is probably going through something similar. Um, mm-hmm. And I think once we get out of our comfort zones and we're willing, I mean, I'm not saying you have to throw your business out in the street to everybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. there needs to be some discretion and caution. But if you are being obedient to Mm -hmm. God and you let those friendships in, those people that he puts into your path, I really think that we can help each other, Mm -hmm. you know. So friendship, it goes both ways. I mean, you're you're blessing others and it blesses you. and, Mm -hmm. and And I think God blesses that because everything in a friendship, in a healthy friendship, should point to him. Right. I remember maybe the first conversation I remember having with you that other than when we very first met, but I remember early in our time here, 
the first ladies event that I led here. And I remember you saying to me, I think after that event, this is the first time I enjoyed being at a women's event. Yes, because I I didn't I felt so alone at them most of the time. Yeah. But you're you're a phenomenal speaker. You well, that's not so, what I was going for. I know, I know that. I know, but you are. I mean, I was like, man, she is good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But talk to the person who's listening mm-hmm. who just feels so alone when they go to church or to church events. What would you say to them? I would say keep going and seek somebody out. Um, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'll, if you need somebody to sit by you so you don't feel alone at a women's event, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I'll sit by you. I'll be your friend during that event, and we're going to find you other friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's miserable being alone. Yeah. I, you just have to keep stepping out of that comfort zone. Right. Um, I promise you don't know how much it's going to bless you. It will bless you. Mm-hmm. And if you feel alone, you're not the only one that feels alone. You're not the only one. There's a lot of lonely. Now I'm finding that out as I'm, you know, getting to know other people. There's a lot of lonely ladies out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let feeling alone keep you home. That's right. It's not going to get better just staying in the closet balled up with a blanket around you. Right. I like that. I was thinking and I... (laughs) I mentioned this morning on a little Facebook post that I put out there. Uh, I was talking about my messy house. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I'm very honest when it comes to the fact that I am not the best (laughs) housekeeper. My house is messy. Um, But I am also not comfortable with having people over when my house is messy. I get very nervous about that, right? Like I don't want people to come into my mess. It's a different kind of mess than what you were talking about earlier but it's still a mess. Like we all have some mess in our lives and I'm not comfortable with that. And as I was thinking about all of this and getting outside of our comfort zones, either I need to get comfortable with having people in my mess and invite people into it and just say, they're going to love me and -hmm. embrace me in spite of the fact that there's dog hair on the floor and dirty dishes in my sink, or I need to clean my house. Either one of those options is going to take growth Mm-hmm. and discomfort for me. For sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, I, I'm going to have to grow in order to let people into my me- my literal mess or I'm going to have to grow in keeping my house managed <laughs> better. Or you need to get really strategic and pick those people that can't stand mess so when they come over, they're going to clean for you. That's what you need to do. That's right. I've had friends like that in the past. <laughs> In fact, Paul sometimes says, you need another Shannon in your life because she used to clean up after you. Either way, it's it's growth and it's discomfort. But either way, it's making more opportunity for friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the heart of all of this is that none of this is comfortable. No. All of it requires growth and effort. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's going to be hard. And sometimes we might even fail a couple times. Yes. But... It's so worth it. It is worth it. When we are able to have those connections and just go deeper in relationship. Yeah. We were not meant to live life alone. No. No. We and we've not. said it over and over in this podcast. And, yeah, you know, it's it's true. You had a verse that you wanted to yes. share. Do you want to you want to use that here as we kind of wrap up? Sure. First Thessalonians 511. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. 
Again, we were talking a little bit about, not that verse, but the subject of that in our ladies group this week. And as women, I don't know why, but it seems like it's so easy for us to tear each other down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just competitiveness or Mm -hmm. envy or Mm -hmm. just our own insecurities. Um, All of the above. All (laughs) of the above. But I just, we need to build each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, as women, we need to celebrate each other's successes. If if we're not doing well in an area, stand beside each other and, and, and you know, help each mm-hmm. other. I just, I feel like if we, if we could do that, I don't know, that maybe that's heaven. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it would just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just right. feel like, just think of what we could do. I mean, that would look right. so different than what it just normally is in society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It would look drastically different than yeah. what we see in society. Yeah, it would. Right. right. And everybody would want that. Right. You know, yeah. they always say it takes one one drop to form a river, mm-hmm. you know, you know, many drops and then the river. Right. I just feel like we could all be we could all be kind of drippy, you know, <laughs> let's all be drops and let's just get a raging river going. And yeah. I think we could really affect, you know, right. not only our church, but our community and who knows what God would do. Yeah. So we all just need to get brave. Yep, be brave. A little bit brave. Step out and be drippy. Yeah, be drippy. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today and just sharing from your own experience. I know that there are many listening who you're resonating with what they're feeling in their hearts right now, just feeling lonely and like maybe their life is too messy. It's not. It's not too messy. Put that out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they're, they're not good enough or they're too much or whatever it is. We're all, we're all bound up by something, yes. something, a messy house, whatever it is. <laughs> Something's, something is um, interfering and hindering and keeping us in that comfort zone where as comfortable as we think we are, yeah. it's really not very comfortable no. and it's extremely lonely. It is so, very lonely. Yeah. Well, we just encourage all of you, keep reaching out, keep putting in that effort and doing those things that are going to take the growth, that are going to take the discomfort because it's just so worth it um, in in blessing your relationships. All right. Enjoy talking to your small groups and we will see you next time.